the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. Hello, Mason. Shish Kebabs. How are you? Hello, Shish Kebabs. How is everybody? That's going to be hard for them to uh, answer. (laughs) How good's the Ashes, mate? Don't get me started. I will get you started. I will get you started, my friend. Stop me up. If I, mate, it'll be like a chainsaw. Hard to start, and then you can bring down a bloody forest. Welcome to Maybe Daily, everybody. Thank you for lending us your ears. Romans, countrymen, all the rest of that jazz. How are you, Mastodon? Let's get straight into it, mate. <laughs> we are sponsored, as always, by Mint Sports. Sensational people at Mint Sports. Sensational. Gotta love them. Absolutely. Gotta love them because the alternative would bring you to tears. We're also sponsored by Green Wicket Thumb, Ash Gardner's Gardening Tools. <laughs> hey, come on down to Green Wicket Thumb, Ash Gardner's Gardening Tools for all your gardening tool needs. <laughs> Let us pray, Mace. Yep. Let us pray that... Dibbly dobbly wobbly ollie keeps dribbling utter drivel out of his big fat pie hole. You idiot. Apparently they've already won. Oh. And let us pray that Jerome Always Sideways Luai keeps on tweeting. So relatable. And oh. let us pray that the Opals bring home some silverware this week. Come on, girls. You know it. In the name of. Well, in the name of. Ash, Ash Gardner. Gardner. Annabelle, Annabelle Sutherland. Sutherland. Nathan, Nathan Lyon. Lyon. Cue goat noise. And, and Pat Cummins. Maybe talking about them this week may get a mention. Oh. Mate, a week is a long time in life and it is a goddamn eternity in this time of the year in sport. What a time of the year it is. How's your week been, mate? It's been okay, mate. I have um, been planning because I'm going camping next week. You're going camping next week. Okay, that's how your week's been. Where are you going? I'm going to the Blue Mountains. Oh, that'll be as cold as a witch's tit. That will be so so cold. (laughs) Blue Mountains. No thanks. It's going to be freezing. I'm not a camper, as you know. I'm not a camper. So what are you going to do with uh, your uh, eight-month pregnant wife and small child while the ashes are on? I'm going to go to the coldest possible. They're not coming back alive. Are you going with them? (laughs) What's that movie where they crash in the airplane, they eat each other? Alive. Literally what I just said. Not coming back alive. Uh, yeah. Don't know. Hey, quick musing. Quick musing, yeah. Thinking thoughts in my mind. Wanna see if I go blind. Another musing from your man Mace. Out of space, wearing lace. In a chase with Christopher Scase. Oh my God. Here we go again. Here we go again. Musing. Musing, musing, another musing, musing, what you got, musing, brain stop, musing, feeling hot, musing, I'm not thinking much, musing, yeah. Why do they call gay people camp? Huh. Musing, musing. Have you thought of that because you're going camping? (laughs) 
did something did something homoerotic happen in ca- camping years Broke ago? Brokeback Mountain style. <laughs> is that what it is? Is it a bit of that? Did it start with Brokeback? Well, okay, so traditionally... Break it down for me, Doc. Yeah, let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can do it because it almost seems like an ironic nickname because very stereotypically speaking, homosexuals can be quite flamboyant, quite happy, therefore gay. I wouldn't have thought roughing it out in the... Although maybe roughing it, but being out in the wilderness, although maybe in the wilderness, but then pitching a tent, although maybe pitching a tent. No, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. Mate, it'll be... Two bears... Out in the, out in the oh, wilderness. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Beware of bear. Cup your luck. Nah, mate, whenever I don't know these things, it's inevitably French or Latin. Just when in doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's French or Latin. I want to look this up. What? What? Okay. Why, you look it up. We'll wait. Talk amongst yourselves, listeners. Gay people <laughs> called. Th- do you want a bit of thinking music? <laughs> yeah, I want some thinking music, please. <laughs> Hey, what's that music from? The dating game. Yeah. Oh, you're nearly right. What? In what regard? I didn't say anything <laughs> with any semblance of thought. Oh, nearly right. You said words. You nearly got it right with the tent pitch, pitching tents. Camp, in this sense, has been suggested to have possibly derived from the French term ah! for camper. Nearly. French or Latin, mate. When in doubt, French or Latin. Those cheeky buggers. Camper, meaning suppose in an exaggerated fashion. Later, it evolved into a general description of an aesthetic choices and behaviour of working class gay men. Hang on a minute. Wow. What, the word camp? Is a French word Camp meaning to pose? Meaning to pose to pose in an exaggerated fashion. Like in the shape of a tent, like to do the A-frame. <laughs> Grab your ankles, we're pitching a tent. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, first. Yeah, right. Wow. Getting to the bottom of it. So you, who are you going to the Blue Mountains with and why? Pleasure Chest. Going with Pleasure Chest the, the Blue band. Mountains. Blue Mountain yeah. Band. Wow, bonding Blue session. Band. Real wild men. A little bit of bonding session up there. Second album syndrome. Is this your Joshua Tree? Yeah, a bit of that. Just something okay. to look forward to before I have a kid and I'm never seen again for years to come. Mate, I don't reckon you'll be seen after this trip. <laughs> I hope they know what they're Not in for. Greek written all over. Oh, guys, if you're listening, bring a hot water bottle and a GPS. This guy's in trouble. <laughs> I've always been distraught about camping because the first distraught. few times I went camping... Mm. I had a mate, Shieldsy, friend of the pod. Oh, yeah, he, he always was that gets annoying friend as a kid. Always crying, always hurt himself. You Shout know, when out. he's trying to do something. For... Oh. <laughs> Shout Hope out. well, Shieldsy. <laughs> you big sook. You bowling first change for England. <laughs> but always peeing his pants. Yeah, yeah. Minuscule penis. Yeah, <laughs> once shot a man in Reno. Yeah, yeah. Tell us more about him. <laughs> mate, he was. Oh, I had to bunk with him like full of, Maca- full of what's his name, McAllister from Home Alone. Oh, did he drink too much Pepsi? And he's uh, worse. Tarantula. He's been roll- so we're in there and I'm just laying there and I'm like, I can smell dog shit everywhere in the tent. Just everywhere. <laughs> Distinct lack of dogs in the area. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a dog and 
ages, Shieldy. What is going on? And he real he goes, oh no, no. He's been doing army rolls in dog shit, so his whole back of his t shirt is covered in canine feces. Why is he doing army rolls? <laughs> oh, <I> don't know. <laughs> That's my first question. I'm not even angry. I'm just confused. Sorry, what, mate? Army rolls. <laughs> Army rolls. Okay. Oh, sorry. I was doing army rolls. Must have been through dog shit. And I'm like, fucking, fucking shieldsy. Unbelievable. That's so that's where it started, my camping. Oh. Yeah, hell. So I'm not really looking forward to the camping side, but I am looking forward Just to the... Just get someone else to set the tent up, mate. Just be honest with them and say, look, <laughs> if we all want to enjoy the next 48 hours, someone else set this thing up because you would not be able to do it. My brother got married in the Blue Mountains and... Really lovely. So you're going to say my brother got married in a tent? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Breakback Mountain? No, he got married and the restaurant slash reception had this amazing view. It was all windows and you could see over, it was at the top of the mountain and you could see the whole thing, but it was a revolving wow. restaurant. Oh. So you'd sort of get... Fair acid trip. Man, it was so disorientating because it was incredibly slow. So when you just sat at the table, you wouldn't notice you were moving. And then you'd look out the window and be like, holy shit, where's that mountain come from? <laughs> it was wild. That's wild. It That's was amazing. odd. It was That's odd. so cool. Shout That's out Blue great. Mountains. Hey, how you been, mate? How's your week? Mate, nothing to report. Nothing to report on my end. Yeah. The leaky roof that I've had teed up to be fixed for the last three weeks took another turn. The plumber finally mm. came around. Real estate got mm. their cheapest quote. And I don't know why this guy was cheap. Because uh, I was doing the dishes, you've been to my house, doing the dishes downstairs, mm. all one level, front door wide mm. open, as is my want. Mm. And mm. Uh, I go to put some rubbish outside. I've been in there for all of mm. about 10 minutes. And mm. I notice on the front door, which is wide open, on the door knock thing, there's a little card from the plumber. Sorry, we missed you. Please call to oh. arrange another. Look pretty hard, did you, mate? The door is open. <laughs> No, no, mustn't be anyone in there. He, th- he thinks I'm in your tent. What's going on? Oh, sorry we missed you. Oh, stop the search party. Why does it smell like dog shit in this house? Yeah, I was doing army rolls in the kitchen, mate. Didn't you see me? I couldn't believe it. Jesus. I know. Anyway, Fuck so that's about hell. it, mate. That's my week. Pretty busy week. Hey, quick ask, Mace. Mmm. Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? Move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. Whatever happened to the hole in the ozone layer? That was all the rage, wasn't it? Yeah. What's happened to that? Have we fixed it? What's... Yeah. <sighs> I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. Oh, we just got other problems. That plumber should get up there. He probably wouldn't be have time. I actually saw the, the, the satellite <laughs> footage and there's just a little note saying, sorry, we missed you. And it was from about the turn of the century. And there was a roll of glad wrap there, a little post-it saying, need more. That was all the rage though, wasn't it? The ozone. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Stop using deodorant, guys. Now all of us, I guess we're just doing irreparable damage elsewhere so we don't bother about little holes in it anymore. 
you know? When you burn the doona, you don't go, oh, there was a hole in that. Like, we're ruining it anyway. Why is it called an O-zone? Is it because of the sh- it's a circle? Is it an O? Oh. Uh, I don't know, mate. Your face. <laughs> <laughs> Your face and wide-eyed just like fucking juice levels were high. You know what? <laughs> It'll be French or Latin, mate. Yeah, good point. Let me look at it. Let me look it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Thinking music. <laughs> I don't know. It's one layer of the stratosphere. I have no idea, mate. Absolutely no idea. And you know what? Not that interested. Who <laughs> gives a flying F? Don't even Who care. Cares? There's a hole in it, mate. I'm not going to learn what it is. balls is the place to Sweaty, sweaty. Do you want to get into some sport, mate? Yes. Mm, man, dig that crazy chick. Sports, sports. Sports, sports. Sports, sports. Sports, sports. Sports, sports. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the sports headlines. We like sports, sports. Oh, yeah. And guess what we're starting with? Woo! It's Ashes Watch, Watch, Watch. Oh, my God. Boom, boom, boom. Winter of Publer Steve's Ashes Watch. And Meso... We finally won a close one. We finally won a close test match. Headingly, gone. The Edgebaston 05, gone. MCG in the 80s, forget about it. We finally got over the line in one of the most enthralling tests I've ever seen, not just because of the end result. The ebb and flow and fluctuations of this test is what makes it such a perfect sport. I love it. Up in. Things like Uzi's ton, their declaration. I mean, we've got a thousand mm. things to talk about, and I'm happy to talk about all of them. So if you want to throw something at me, I'm ready to hit it straight back at you, mate. What's your takeaway? You know how they talk about the be- most beautiful word, cellar door? Oh, Yes. I know what the shittest word is. <laughs> Hit me. It's bathball. 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 I'm bath. Bathball. <laughs> For me, I want some bathball. Can I get a large bathball with my large bathball and coke, please? Have you seen my bathball? Have you seen my bathball? <laughs> Don't worry about bath him, ball? mate. That kid's touch. Don't worry about him. Have you, have you seen my bathball? <laughs> Can I just get this out of the way, right? Yeah, go. This has been on my mind all week before second test. Is it about the camp or ozone layer? Because <laughs> we just juiced hard. <laughs> hard juicing, so wet. What is plan B for these dipshits? Mm. This is what I'm talking about. Bazball. 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 It is. It is. It's a coping mechanism for this team. We smashed them last ashes. That's how they get through their trauma. This is how they get through their trauma. Right, I like this theory. Bullshit up. Yep. Baseball. Baseball. If it doesn't, if a baseball doesn't work, if baseball doesn't work, Mm. then they can't go. Oh no, we're not going to do it. The freaking problem is, everyone's like, how great? How great's England? (laughs) They're doing this. It's like pretty ballsy stuff. 
some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like I've got to give it to him, mate, with the baseball. It's the dumbest plan ever. <laughs> Always have a plan B. They can't then. There is no plan B. I know what their plan B is, mate. We saw it. Hit me. We saw it post-match. Come out and say you won. All right, guys. We're going to go <laughs> hell for leather. What we're going to do is get really flat, dry pitches that suit them and not us and negate our one strength. Then we're going to pick really old bowlers that will get worn out and tired if we stay in the field. Then we're going to declare early so that we have to stay in the field longer and wear out those really old, tired bowlers. Then we're going to play reverses off the first ball and feel imposing but never actually make more than 40-odd runs. Then, you'll love this bit, then we're going to let a bloke bat for over 500 deliveries and do it on all five days of the test, who's struggled in England previously, but we'll let him get his eye in because he's not much of a form batter. We'll then take all the pressure off Dave Warner at the top, who no one's been talking about. Oh, also, we'll pick a keeper who can't keep him. He only comes up to the stumps when there's a cheeseburger at the base of it. That'll be great. <laughs> then what we'll do is not take a new ball because that'll probably come onto the bat too often, but then take it when they only need two runs. And then those tired old bowlers, you remember them? What we'll do is we won't even bowl one of them for the last hour. And the other guys are going to be too tired to get it done. So we'll create a historic moment for the opposition. They'll be buoyed by it. They'll go on and win the Ashes, and this will be a pivotal moment in the history of the ashes and then we'll just come out and say we won it <laughs> that's your plan b is it baz back to the fucking drawing board chalk boy get the duster out yes ah fucking pen fuck you baz no ending no ending no ending no ending Mate, there's so oh, much to unpack from this. That was beautiful. In a little moment, I'm going to take it to square leg hard. I'm going to take it to the pop increase. I'm please, going to take it wherever please. you like with stats. Well, well let's 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 but go let's, with what what were you doing watching? Oh, what happened when you were watching it? Well, you know the weirdest thing for me, right? This run chase, we are historically bad. We will fail at the small run chases. We'll get close on the big ones. Yes. We never win the close ones. Yes. I yes. had a really good feeling about it, and I cannot explain why. I just felt positive so obviously even eight foot even with pat there the whole night the whole night i felt good yeah, you were positive there was, a, there was a bizarre consistency to the, the play of the match where every 20 or 30 runs there'd be a wicket and i just for some reason thought that would continue and it would go down to the wire i tipped a tie is what i thought it would be two days earlier sure so in my head i was sure. like arrogantly thinking that'd be nice if that comes through i'll look like an oracle anyway i was in bed and you never leave your seat in a run chase and I was next to my daughter who moves around heaps in her sleep. Wriggler. So she's never seen us lose a tight one, mate. So she would be spinning around in her sleep and I dead set. And I only look back at it now as like something somewhat comical. There was no hint of irony at the time. Four in the morning, I would pick her up, slowly move her back and then whisper, baby, baby, you don't move seats. You can't change positions in a run chase. <laughs> You can never change positions in a run chase. Stop moving. Okay, stay there, baby. Okay, no worries. <laughs> and anyway, so then it got down to the last sort of 20 runs or so, and I was just sort of, okay, adrenaline kicking in now. And then I tried to kind of switch off like the we're going to win factor. I was like, no, no, just keep chipping away. I felt like I was in the partnership with them. And the way they batted was like that too, because so often down to the wire, you get near the death – and tailenders especially will shit the bed with about 15 runs, 10 runs to go. They'll try and do it in one hit. You can't score 15 in yeah. one hit. Relax. 
They didn't do that. They took the singles. They played the ball properly. They defended. So patient. They defended towards bat pad, which was about 900 metres away when it should have been about mm. five. They popped a couple up there. It, it was, I know it's recency bias, but it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest test win I've ever seen. And mm. if we go on and win the Ashes, this is absolutely legacy defining, not only for Captain Pat, which was just, we can talk about that at length. What a captain's knock. I've never seen a captain's yeah. knock from a bowler. I've never had a bowling captain oh. in my lifetime. So to have some bloke come in and do it at number nine was pretty cool. Then Nathan Lyon at the other end, even forgetting both of their phenomenal batting performances, the day yeah. before was when it happened for me. On day four, those two blokes kept us in it with the ball and we stuck mm. fat when they were teeing off and just kept them in check. And I've worked out a way to watch birth boo without getting birth busted. Boo. All right? Yeah, yeah. What you do is... So simple. Just focus on the score and not the pace. So don't think, okay. oh, my God, they're 150 at lunch. Go, no, no, no. It's three for 150. That, that's just not a bad score to be at. Add two wickets and 20 runs and see what the score is. Don't worry about the time of the game. And that held me in such good stead okay. because whenever yeah, Root's right. teeing off and he's 40 off 30-odd and I'm like, yeah, yeah, instinct yeah. says, shit, they're taking this away from us. I'm like, well, hang on. Yes. They're four for 100 here. He's only on 40. No one's got a 50 yet. Like, yeah, if this had taken it. a whole day, it's fine. Now, that only I works like when you it. keep taking regular wickets, but thankfully, Bezbo had an absolute turnstile. So it was so sweet to watch. I mean, oh, what about you, amazing. mate? You wake up and do the whole check this phone and it's going off thing? What, what happened? Yeah, I, was, I, I listened to it on SCN, In and Out of Consciousness, yeah. my style. Love it. But um, I fell asleep right at the end and just woke up to, like, woke up in the panic. Like, who? Who was that? And yeah. just went on and just went, yay, I'm beauty. And then you get like 40 messages of just like, come on. And it's like, I assume oh, we just win. you. Just <laughs> you for the last 45, like 45 minutes. I needed to get that out. I knew no one else was up. Like it wasn't like I was in a conversation, but I was just, I needed session. the nerves of punching it out to someone on my thumb. Absolutely. Just, I have to get this out of my body. I have to ejaculate my joy. My love was the vision of, that last four oh, runs. Gorgeous. The shot, shot of Cummins and Lyon. Yeah. The camera work. I don't know who the fuck was behind that thing. It's Andy Warhol probably. Joe. But the I think. camera work of Lyon and Cummins running with the Aussie crowd, the two dickheads trying to get the ball. Yep. And the Aussie box. And it yeah. all goes up in one. Is just the And to end on pure. a misfield is so joyous. Oh! The other great thing is, if you look at that vision again up close, there's a bloke on the boundary in a, an official like media orange vest, red vest. Mm. That is very good friend of the pod, Jake Avent, who's over there for work. <laughs> Fair professionalism. He is screaming in Crawley's face <laughs> as it goes over. It is the greatest thing ever. He's got that oh, for the rest amazing. of his life. I still try and track down a 1989 one day or against the Windies where my brother and I run on and I grab Jeffrey Dujon's glove after the game. This bloke's got the most pivotal moment in Ashes yeah. history and he's in 4D. Oh, he's, in. he's there. He's there. <laughs> Mate. How disgusting are Crawley's hands? Even his, fa his face is just this. Oh, his hands he's are disgusting. He's a chimney sweep who got stuck up there and then like flushed oh. out with the rats years later. It's like, ugh, put him back in. Like, he's the thing you use to actually clean the chimney. Just, like, scrub him away. The human steel wool. Crawdad. Don't you reckon old Ben Stokes' Klinsman put a bit on that miscatch? Bit Klinsman-y like. Everyone's like, what a spectacular effort. Hey, read the flight of it, mate. Take two steps back really? and take a catch.
Exactly, and the angles of the body, it's a bit... It's a Salmon mitts. Oh, Another is. moist mitts. Another moist mitts in their squad. Him and Mudguts Cheeseburger Bearstow, mate. They're just moist mitts galore. <laughs> to go at it, there's a man out there. Oh, what a grab. Oh, he's not. I think he's put it down. It's not there. There. You bunch of fucking crybabies. The thing that gets me with the England team with this bad world... Bad ball, ball stuff. Have you seen hey, my bad ball? ball? G'day. G'day. What's your name? Bath. Oh, g'day. My name's Bath too. What are you after? Oh, it's a bit bath ball, thanks. Yeah, here you go. Fucking stick this up your ass. Now listen to me. <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. Sorry. <laughs> I'm blacked out. What happened? Now listen. The thing with the bath ball culture and mm. these... Culture's a loose term, mate. How about the first four Sorry. letters? Cult. It's a cult. They're in denial. Yeah, so, it's yeah. Waco, mate. Hey, the building's on fire. They're all dead. What are you doing? No, no I'm actually the second coming. No, no, you lost. You lost. They're in a fucking cult, these doe-eyed turds. Drinking the Kool-Aid. These doe-eyed nards have just drunk their own fucking Lipton iced tea Lucasade hybrid and all of a sudden think they've won. They're absolutely gone. They're gone in They're the gone. head. They're gone. They're cooked. Koresh ball. Absolute Koresh ball. Absolute Koresh ball. Koresh ball. I have some Koresh ball. Waco man. whack. Waco. Listen, the thing with these Koresh-loving Basball dickheads is, with these interviews I've had before the second test, they think they're so cool. Oh, my God. You're not cool with your floppy hats. Is there anything less cool than an English cricketer? Anything. Oh, my God. They are the lamest dudes on the planet, and they're saying it with oh. swagger. I reckon, uh, reckon uh, the, the Aussies didn't want to go toe-to-toe with us. Yeah, we won. Oh, Absolutely. Ollie Robinson. I've taken cooler dumps than Ollie <laughs> Robinson. I've looked back at my at the t- <laughs> I've looked back at the bowl after I've done a session and thought, he's pretty cool. It's no Robinson. To Ollie That's Robinson. For damn sure. <laughs> Probably came out with more velocity than his deliveries. Jesus Christ, boy! What did you eat? I tell you what, when it comes to Ollie Robinson and dropping shit, Wisden did us all a favour and gave him the inkwell. Have you seen his article? Can we get into that? Yeah, we need to. We need to. Here's a few bits from the scribe himself, Dibbly Dobbly Drivel Ollie, (laughs) tweeting from at Billy Spearshaker here. Real effort from the bard, this one. Okay, here we go. He said, yeah, quote, Australia were unwilling to go toe-to-toe with England. Oh, yeah? In that test match we just won. Anyway... It talking is, about I know oh, It's true mate I heard it from the POM We hit the winning runs off Fucking <laughs> hell Watch the replay Dibley He said quote The first ball Of the innings When Zach Chimney Sweet Crawley Hit one to the fence He said yeah. it was quote Brody's favourite ever Ashes moment No it wasn't mate No it wasn't It's a lie no. Don't lie to me Brody's favourite moments All involve Brody No one gives a shit on that first ball, he said, quote, what's he sound like? He sounds like a bass baller, doesn't he? The noise, yeah. the sound, the crowd. It was just amazing to witness. And the roar in the dressing room was so loud, you'd have thought we'd have won the ashes already. Sorry, what, mate? Do I need to ditch the voice? Yeah. Okay. It was hard to understand. It okay. was great. When you went... So loud. <laughs> he said the noise, the sound, the crowd, it was just amazing to witness. First ball. And the roar in the dressing room was so loud, you'd have thought we'd have won the ashes already. 
That's oh, where you man. got an issue, dickhead. It's one delivery. Anyway, nearly as big as the, the uh, roar in the Aussie rooms I'm tipping. When we won, you imbecile. He continues, quote, I think if they're honest, Australia will look at themselves and realise they need to change their approach to keep up with how we're going to play. Again, W. Quote, we played all the cricket in the game. I dead set thought this was like a Batuta Advocate article. I thought it was satire of the highest level. We played all the cricket in the game. If this was a year six assignment, you'd ring the parents. Hey, no more Fruit Loops for Ollie. Yes. He's not right in the head. He failed. He's going to have to repeat year six again. He continues, if it wasn't for us, the Australians wouldn't even have had a chance. Now, he's actually true there. Because you declared on day one, you fucking idiot. <laughs> we wouldn't have had a chance if you knew how to play test cricket, you fucking moron. Oh. Anyway, he continues, uh, <laughs> hopefully writing more articles. That'd be great. Hey, I've got to tell you, I'm actually enjoying Tubby in the commentary box. You are? Yeah. I think comparatively, like he's not about? English, he's not KP, and he gives me a little bit of nostalgia, and he's actually quite measured. He's not doing the Fujitsu Fujitsu sniper stuff, so he's I don't mind him. <laughs> and we won. He's always pretty measured, and he's mm. just a bit of a, a goofball. Oh, he's a complete goober. He's a complete goober. Yeah, he's a ultra he's goober. goober. Ultra. He's ours. Meanwhile, listening to a lot of Grandstand and Jim Maxwell, mm. he is like awesome because he's so slyly but not slightly really at all pro-Aussie, where he just leans into bashing the palms. <laughs> but I tell you what, Mace, he's getting into old drunk uncle quasi-racist areas pretty easily. I like it. I like During the it. India test, the World Test Championship, he was like putting on voices. Sure. He was doing accent work. I was like, ah, okay, no. he's up, Jim. He's up. <laughs> he's up, Jimmy. Yeah. Take it easy, champ. Why don't you stop talking for a while? Maybe sit the next couple plays out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to quit saying things when they crop up there in the old skull, huh? He's a, how old would Maxwell be now? He'd be up there. You know what? He's not older than the average age of the Aussie tour groups. What is going on with the tour groups? <laughs> the average age of those groups is clinically dead. There is no one that wasn't born in the 1800s. That is one of the great shouts of all time. Like, dead set. Is there a, it's like you have to be this tall to ride the, get in the ride. It's like you have to be 85 you to be a part of this group. be clinically dead in order to join you the group. You must have a catheter. You must have a yeah. catheter. You must have failed the audition for Weekend at Bernie's for being too method. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mind you, I'll take him over the Mer Hollies. Didn't they flee like rats from a sinking ship? Uh, Watch the vision when we win know. it. They spent five days... Chanting to all of our Bernies going, oh, yeah, where are you? Where are you? You only sing when you win egg. Oh, ooh, are you? Ooh, are you? Ooh, 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 best ball. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Fucking bang. Missfield. See you later. They're out of there. Beat the traffic. Gone. So, mate. Gone. Absolutely gone. like Kaiser Soze, mate. <laughs> they were gone. Absolute turds they were. Absolute turds. And like that. It was the best day ever the next day, walking around. My, my bones oh. felt warm. It was just so much joy the way we stuck Nothing at better. it. You know, We just grinded it out, the ebb and the flow. And Oh, mate. The other thing I loved was punter yeah. destroying KP. 
Oh, one of the great takedowns yes. of all time. Just, Succinct, rocked words. back, put it to the fence. He ran the game, he was pure quality, and he just owned that space. And just had it, all, all of this slow, we're just scratching the heads, going, what do we do? Well, sort well of. he's out now, he got 40. Shut up, KP, you absolute pissant. That's all he said, but he, all he said was, well, he got 40, he's out. He got 40, mate, he's out, let's move on. Put the SPF subtitles up, would have just said, shut the fuck up, KP. <laughs> oh, is that what he said? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No, the SBS subtitles would have just said brackets, tits. <laughs> i tell you what, oh, I did enjoy mate. the bowlers, uh, the English bowlers in inverted commas, complaining about the pitch all week as well since they uh, since oh, they're a bit tired from it. Oh, yeah. Geez. Shame you had no influence on how they made the deck. It's unbelievable. It probably leads into second test talking about the deck. Yeah, well, we are moments away from the toss, that. so we don't know who's in or who's out or what's playing. It sounds like they're going to go in. Uh, well, who knows? Who gives a shit who they go in with because they don't have a spinner's asshole. Yeah, well, what's going on there? When do we find out? At the toss, but they should pick Sophie Eccleston. She's the best spinner in England at the moment. But anyway, we'll get into that the women's test later. Unbelievable. I'm only really not joking. Like... She's way better than, way better than, than any oh, of the options absolutely. they've got. But yeah, we should preview quickly preview the second test here and just what are your thoughts? What are, what are we? Yeah. It's a bowler's dream. Incredibly excited, and I mean, hey, look, let's play a little bit of devil's advocate here. This first test was the ultimate example of winning, solving everything. Yeah, winning papers over the cracks. If we lose, and we had every right to lose that last day, that's why it was a good test. All four options available. If we lose. Warner's head's on the chopping block. Everyone's praising Baz Ball. Everyone's praising the declaration. We talk about why we didn't pick Stark. There's all sorts of conversations going around that we just haven't had to deal with. So we've rightfully shut the fuck up and kept getting on with our cricket. The issue with Lords for me is that I think they're so egotistical and arrogant that they will always play the same way, but I think they would have done that with the pitch as well. But Lords is a bit like the G here where it's sort of a third party. The MCC do it. So it'll be greener. It'll have a bit of movement right. about it. Don't be too alarmed by the colour of it, I'd say. This is so weird. It's pointless doing this. It's already three days in by the time this is heard. But it's all about overhead conditions. When it's overhead, do it. I actually think Stark's been talked about coming in. The last pitch was a better one for him where we needed airspeed and the occasional wicket ball, toes and nose. And then his footsteps for Lions yes. bowling. Whereas if we do get a green seamer... Give me Boland and Hazelwood any day of the week. I'd like to see them Oof. do it again. But anyway, um, a little bit of uh, little bit of taking it to the crease Please. for the second test. Nathan Lyon yeah. is going to become the only bowler in test history to play 100 consecutive test matches. That's at Lords, he becomes wow. that. He's only five wickets away from becoming just the eighth player in the third Aussie in history to reach 500 People test don't wickets rate as well. Him. So it could be a massive test. It's, it's unbelievable. It's bizarre, isn't it? Just got lucky with half a thousand <laughs> test wickets. Pretty lucky half a thousand you got there, didn't you? The human light bulb, mate, it continues to flicker. Don't you worry, you're pretty little out about that. Oh, and, mate, if we can, I want to I want to take it to square leg. I want you to some take stats it. courtesy of Mint Sports. Take it to square leg, please. And for anyone out there not following Mint Sports on Twitter, do yourself a favour, this Ashes, because they're coming up with some hum That's dingers. Right. Yeah. All right. So the last time we chased down a total of that mm. size... It was back in 2011 in Johannesburg. The winning runs that day were hit by a debutante bowler coming in at number 10. Any idea who that was, Mace? No, number 10. Pat oh. Cummins. 
He was 18 years of age. 18? It's incredible to think how resilient he is got now. got hero eyes on. Like, he looked like he would be broken down and, and cruel by injury as a youngster. So, it's amazing. He had that, what, seven years off or something crazy. Incredible. Anyway, here's some more. He has this for a bit of uh, Koresh Ball. Join the cult here. Australian boundaries, 68. English boundaries, 67. Australian sixes, 11. English sixes, 7. I Buzzball! Buzzball! You've been found out, Buzzball. Wow. Uzi Caramello Kawaja faced 518 balls in the first test. He is the first Australian to face over 500 deliveries in a test in England since Bob Simpson in 1964. It's the fourth most faced by an Aussie in England ever, thanks to that declaration. That is the first time in the last 27 tests that England have failed to bowl a team out. So long may that continue this series. Pat Cummins' 44 not out was the highest last inning score to win a test by someone batting number nine or lower in the history of test cricket. Oh, my God. So no tail ender has ever got that higher score and won it for his team. Cheers. Captain's knock from a bowler. The hero's eyes. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. We had to wait 75 years, Mace. 1948 was the last time a successful Ashes run chase happened of that size. It is the fourth biggest successful chase against England of all time. This one here I love just thinking about in a tight match where they're not disciplined. They had 23 no balls. That's an extra four overs. By the way, it finished with about 4.2 overs to go. So that's vital. One of those no balls may have bowled the bloke who faced over half a thousand deliveries. Thank you, Stuart. Is that no ball void? You idiot, Stuart. That is the first close Ashes win. So we define a close Ashes win in Test cricket by three wickets or less or under 30 runs. That's the first close Ashes win for Australia since the MCG in 1951. Before that, you had to go back to 1924. When chasing, so winning by three wickets or less, that was the last time we did that in an Ashes, 1908. Jesus. So don't sleep on how big a moment oh. this is. And how's this for engrossing, fluctuating test cricket, right? Talk about edge of your beanbag ebbs and flows, moving your daughter in the bedroom manoeuvres. In the last two days, there were no partnerships of less than 10 or more than 61. 19 batters were involved and only one failed to get to double figures. Incredible. Any idea who? Bond? The never-blinking bird boy himself, Publer Steve. Publer the greatest batsman Steve. of his generation was the only one. It's going to be an insane test wow. to look back on in, his, in history. It's going to be incredible. I reckon the two most relieved blokes would have been Warner and Hazelwood. Yes. Because Hazelwood didn't have to bat, and no one's talking about Warner, which is great. Which is really good for him, coming into the second test. Really good. And hey, this one's not courtesy of Mint Sports, but good friend of the pod, Eugene Pussyboy Benson... On Cheeseburger Mudguts Besto, mm. when he bats in the first innings, he averages close to 50. Good effort. Mm. The combined average when batting in the second, third or fourth innings plummets to 26. And I know people out there, cricket fans might be thinking, all right, that's a wicketkeeper. That's a physical toll. That's just what happens. Well, a little bloke called Adam Gilchrist averaged 47 in the first innings and his combined second, third or fourth dig average is 49. And anyone saying, well, Bairstow got 70-odd in the first knock. Yeah. And the guy that he didn't dive for also made a shitload of runs. And the four chances he missed also cost them about 150. So don't give me that. Spare me. They're too arrogant to make a change. 
if we win this second test, the press over there will not be forgiving. Oh. At the moment, they're riding it because they're part of the cult. The second they realise Paddy Cummins is better than than Paddy Hurst, Great it is game reference. over, my Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. cult references. Great cult references. All right. Paddy Hurst. The kidnapping, crimes, and conviction of Paddy Hurst are a saga as surreal as their era. Big, big cricket story. Did you watch Warney for everyone so that we didn't have to? Oh. Talk to me. Is it as good I as I thought? I took one for the team. Wow. I did it. If you come out and it say this was, is great, it's the equivalent of the POM saying they won. Because objectionably, it, it can't be. Pathetic. It was so bad, it was <laughs> pathetic. Okay, the casting. Let's start with the casting. Yeah, talk the to me. The guy playing Alan Border is uh, like six foot four, <laughs> and he's like a nerd from Scotch College. Asian Never woman. seen a son in his life. I'm just like, that's AB. He's like, he's huge. He's like Matumbo. So they didn't it's even unbelievable. try. Then he's got the DeWar brothers who just look like those two murderers who murdered their parents. Who are they? The Benavidez brothers or whatever they're called? <laughs> in the Menen- Menendez brothers. <laughs> in fairness, they'd be a tough duo to cast. Not the Menendez brothers. Maybe get the Menendez brothers to play the War Twins. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. And if those two That'd brothers have a third good. one, he can play Dean. Because no one remembers the third one of them either. <laughs> Never. That'd be good doubles in tennis. Brian Brothers versus the Menendez. Well, don't do the wars because they were champion tennis players. Mark War, as a junior, once beat Pat Rafter. Fair stat. Taking it to the... Taking it to the net. Taking it to the net. I like it. Some Uh, more warning. This... This... My my partner, Mal, who works in TV, she caught a glimpse of this and just said... What are these camera angles? Yeah, right. Do you reckon it's the biggest rush job of all time? Mate, I reckon the only accurate scene in it would probably be his funeral because that's when the script started. Make sure everything's perfect, guys. They know how the exact look of the coffin is because that's when you started fucking putting pen to paper, you evil pricks. Let the man rest or make a good version of it. What was Liz Hurley like? Liz Hurley was hot. And so was Simone, (laughs) who was hot too. Simone is very hot well, as well. They're not going to stitch him up there, are they? It's a one out of five spuds for me. It will, I'll give it one because it was hilariously bad. What was the most obscure cricketer in it? Like, is there someone playing a Stuart McGill? Is there someone playing, like, any rando? Like, do you know what I mean? Was there someone where you're well, like, is that Bruce Reed? Uh... Or maybe the bloke playing Alan Border was Bruce <laughs> Reed. I think the bloke playing Alan Border played a few different people. That's how yeah, much okay. of a rush job it was. He just put those yeah, Groucho Marx glasses yeah. on. I'm now Brendan Julian (laughs) Merv Hughes could have been an Indian bloke And they've just put a moustache on him Like it didn't look like Merv Hughes at all Really? But they just said let's put put a moustache on him And that'll do Merv's too busy being Harold Shipman over in England With the fucking 400 deceased (laughs) seniors at his beck and call (laughs) The geriatrics (laughs) It's just Bernie Weekend at Bernie's It was disturbing Warney wouldn't have liked it it was just, it was a disgrace to the man's name. Absolutely. Fair Absolute enough. Absolute disgrace. Wow, you heard one it here first. One out of five spuds for me. Was it a one part, was it one off or a two-parter? Two-parter. Sunday, Monday. Hey, do you reckon Warney had an open casket? Nah, he would have been on a burner. Bunsen burner. Raging Turner. <laughs> I can see people putting cigarettes in his mouth. And oh, you'd be taking a selfie with it. it. You've got track history, mate. <laughs> Here with Warney. Hashtag here with Warney. 
Mate, if they embalmed him, you should. We should start doing that. I reckon instead of just statues, just bronze them in real life, like as they die, embalm like them. Taxidermy like, style. Yeah, and bring him round. So in the change rooms after the Edge Baston win, everyone's like popping champagne. Uzi's got his Diet Pepsi, and there's Warney getting thrown around on the balcony. Ah, <laughs> oh, we left Warney on the team bus. Shit. <laughs> the mint. Imagine that over that history. Would be mint. That would be mint. Go and have a beer with the Poms and Winston Churchill's in there. Shit. <laughs> no, they should do like, you know when you have like a bull's head on the wall? Oh, just mount just them. people's heads. Just their head. Well, just their arm with the ball. It's like just him giving the flipper out of the wall. <laughs> no, in the Australian room, it's all the Poms that we've headhunted. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. It's all your trophies. I like that. I like that. That's awesome. I like yeah, that. we're thinkers. Hey, no one can say we're not thinkers. <laughs> You're a thinker, aren't you? The other thing with the Warney show was they'd cut to the old footage. Oh, yeah, pretty realistic. Bald. Cutting back, yeah. it's like they didn't even, like, it was fresh camera work. Right. Like, even just make it grainy or something. Do something. The weird. Can't solve and it, dissolve it. Scrawny. Oh. Ah, oh, mate, I'm oh, looking man. forward to it. Oh, I'm man, looking forward stop. to it. The Australian drama event of the year. Mate, they were smart. They stacked the women's ashes, which we're about to get into, the Warney, evidently, double act, and then the longest feud between Chappelle and Botham. Oh. Biggest, nah, 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 no you are, but what am I? And then these blokes are like 70 and just still want to kill each other. And you're like... I reckon I picked up my daughter from daycare and separated a similar argument. Chill out. Get over it, guys. Oh, it's the best. Get over it. And it's the best Why combo of like get... two stubborn guys who will never get over it and one guy who just wants to punch on and the other one who refuses to actually fight. So there'll never be that seminal moment of like, yeah, he called me on it and he was smarter than me. Or yeah, he knocked yeah, me the fuck out. Right. It's like, I'm going to knock you out. You would want to punch me, wouldn't you? I'm not a fighter. Oh, this is just going to keep going. We should get him on every like reality show, every competition, like Survivor, then get him on, you know, Jeopardy, then get him on and just always ends in a like real stoush. No, I reckon they should have held that interview. They should have held that interview yeah. in a boxing ring with like gloves next to them and some tar and glass to dip it in and just sort of really incite them. Fudge. Sorry, guys, the other guy, keep me in a green room and go, look, the other one's going to be an hour late and he reckons you, you're too much of a, a weakling P-heart to drink 15 stubbies while he's gone. I'll show him. Get him blind, put him in a cage and just leave. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Chappelle would just get his brother to come in and underarm him. Give both of them a little uppercut. And I've got to say, I'd be here for it. I've had so many lies, I don't want to get involved. What, the ones you've been telling him, man? Oh, yeah, so what, what glass did I threaten you with? That's just complete bullshit. <laughs> Once a liar, always a liar, mate. I know, you're doing a pretty good job. Well, your, your brother yeah. had to pull you off at one stage. Sorry? Should we get into the girls' ashes, the gashes? No one calls Let's it that. Get, oh. Should we get into the women's ashes, mate? <laughs> Let's get into it, my friend. The gashes. Can't say that. We have. Well, we just did, it. just did. <laughs> it's said with love. All right, mate, the women's ashes, the first test has been... Won by the good guys. And if you're listening out there, England, that's not you. You've got to win on the scoreboard. This was one of the great tests as well. It's the first time they've gone into a fifth day. And more of it, please. Normally, it only is, it's yeah. only over four. And we would have been robbed of a cracking match. Did you watch this? Oh, yeah. I did watch a bit. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched yeah. Ash Gardner. 
Gardner. Shake and bake Mate. the whole well, Dave English Four, cricket Before team. we get into Ash bowling us to victory, day four was a cracker. Yeah, the whole test was really, but every single Aussie kind of chipped in. Elise Perry, 99. Annabelle Sutherland coming in at number eight, future. She made a ton. Amazing. Alyssa Healy, mate. Amazing. She copped flack for batting herself at number eight. Everyone was like, oh, she's afraid for some reason. What's going on? Turns out in the warm-up game, she broke a finger in both hands. Another Mint Sports little stat here. She kept with basically two broken hands. And because she was captain, wanted to keep playing, but it just made her hard to hold the bat. Go and have a look at the scorecard, guys. She comes in with us in trouble on day four and makes 50-odd off 38 to give us a whopping lead, put us in the box seat. And then Ash Gardner comes in and just takes eight for 66, taking it to the popping crease. It's the greatest by an Aussie ever. She now has the second best match figures in test history, taking an incredible 12 for 165. And she's our second spinner. Sorry, Alana King. Get back on the pine. Mate, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. What a test match. Awesome to watch. Hi, guys. I'm Ash Gardner. Do you need a hand getting rid of 11 English weeds? There is nothing like trying to rip through those weeds for victory. Do you need to get those gutters spun around and cleaned? Are you stumped on how to get your gardening in winning shape? Well, I am an awesome sportsman who can lead my team to a legendary win over England. Have you seen my highlights from the final day of the Ashes? I am a gun. And that clearly means that you should always use green wicket thumb, which will give you all the tools you need to dominate any problem in your garden. I'm Ash Gardner, and as I said before, I am awesome. Oh, sorry, that's right. It was 12 wickets I took. (laughs) She was just in one of those modes, wasn't she? She was in God in mode the there. Every ball was dangerous. But it was also really was simple yep. and smart where it was like, it's slow and low. It's hard to score runs. Yeah, she wasn't aim at spinning the stumps. too much. Just aim at the yeah, stumps, mate. Yeah. They'll miss eventually trying to force the pace. And a lot of lot of Absolutely. LBs, a lot of bolds. So congrats to Alyssa Healy who captained the Aussies to a cracking yes. victory there. Unbelievable. The way, the way the point system works there, Mace, because the Ashes are held sure. over one test and then three one-dayers and three T20s. But they give okay. such weighting to the test match that the Aussie women only need to win two of their next six games. Right, okay. okay. For context, they've lost eight of their last 110. So England Our need to really turn the stopped. tables here. We will never be I stopped. I actually think if you had to draw out of a hat a team to defend as the greatest team of their generation across any sport, I'd be wrapped to get the Aussie women. I think they're the best team that this country has produced in the last decade, for sure. They've won everything in front of them. And you could put them up against a lot of other international sides. Like This is an international sport that is highly competitive with professional leagues now. And our depth is sensational. Everyone can bowl. Everyone can bat. It's crazy. We're so good. It's incredible. We're so so good. good. So good luck to the Women's sport.com. Absolutely incredible. Well done, girls. Well done, ladies. All right, mate. Well, let's just try and knock this one on the head because, uh, as per usual, we got a little bit swept up in Ash's fever. Fever, fever. Fever. So let's hope by the time people are hearing this, the fizz is alive and well and bubbling along and the good guys are going to be pretty much 2-0 up 
Can't wait to see how the cult of spin this one in their favour. Hey, what have we learned, mate? What have we learned? 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 We have learned that women's sport in Australia will never be stopped, my friend. It can't be beaten. We are the best. And I have learned... Can't be beaten. Absolutely nothing, because I knew all the shit things about England before this podcast, and they've just been reinforced. You knew a lot about the ozone, too. Yeah, I've actually learned less. (laughs) I'm going to go pitch a tent, mate. All right, mate. Where can people find us? Instagram, Twitter, maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore underscore daily. Follow and like our shit, and I will try to post more, as I say every week. Mm. Let's just hijack all the stats from men's sports as our own. Put a few, yeah, we need to. a few aubergine squirty emojis in for a bit of humour. <laughs> aubergine is that what people call them? Aubergine. Ah, crap. So they need to shove in the ozone hole. Yeah, an aubergine. I think that was the name of our friend of the pod who gave us the stat earlier. Aubergine pussy boy Benson. All right, mate. I love you, and I need you to stay men. Go the good guys. I love you. Go the boys. Go the Aussie boys. Go the women's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good evening. It will go down as one of the gutsiest wins in our sporting history. Pat Cummins guiding Australia to a thrilling Ashes first test victory. It was the ultimate captain's knock. The bowler digging in with the bat to triumph over the old enemy. Good morning, Mr Cummins. The man you're looking at is... Ollie Robinson. Whom we recently discovered is a... Pussy. Upon learning this, we allowed... Robinson. ...access to false information, which will cause his country severe embarrassment if believed and acted upon. Ricky Tonting. Discovered the information was false and reported to his superiors that... Kevin Peterson. Is a... Cunt. However, his superiors are aware Peterson is jealous of Taunting. They are sending their most brilliant intelligence officer Stuart Broad to investigate. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to obliterate England. As always, should you or any of your IM force be caught or killed, Cricket Australia will disavow any knowledge of your actions. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck. Pat Cummins. What you're asking can't be done. Got him! Squared him up, he's got him! Straight to Joe Root for a slip, big wicket for him. Too damn hard. Got him! Australia sits down. What do you do? What do you do? I'd say more like one out of a million. As Kerry goes in the air, he's taken this one. He's put two down. He's got this, and it's Kerry. It's going to be these last hour or so that's going to decide it. It's Pat Cummins. So you're telling me there's a chance. A lot of people say, "What's that?" It's Pat. I walked out the back there. And- Pat had a massive smile on his face and he said, we put it on 50 before, so let's just do it again. A lot of people ask, who 
who's he? It's Pat. Let's just take the singles and let's just enjoy the moment and if it's there, hit it. Let me explain to you the kind of man Gary is. He's a man who knows that when you put another man's cock in your mouth, you make a pact. A bond that cannot be broken. He's a man so dedicated that he will get down on his knees and put that cock right in his mouth. I don't know what happened. I think I had my eyes closed when that happened. I'm blown if I know if anyone else has ever done that in Test Cricket. He is the one. When he arrived at the crease, an Australian victory appeared unlikely. Captain, my captain. Here comes Pat. Something we spoke about as a group. Um, we said once we get to past Cummings, um, we feel like they've got three number 11s. It's something that we can target through the series and, and try and wrap up their innings quite quick and give us that momentum into our batting innings. <laughs> Eight wickets down with 54 runs required. There he goes, up and over, nailed it. Nailed it for six. Up and over again. Aggression from the Australian skipper. Six more. Just hurried through for a single. Stokes hurls it at Cummings. And one, two is lying quick enough to get back. A stiff looking Stuart Ward comes in. Very smart from Cummings. The go at it, there's a man out there! Oh! What a grab! Oh, he's not! I think he's put it down! What an idiot! Oh, what a loser! Asshole! Squirted offside, goes past Anderson. Nine wants three. Cummins says two. Nailed. Absolutely now. It's good batting. Driven beautifully down the ground. Stunning off drive for Nathan Lyon. 23 needed. So he nails it past that man at extra cover. This is very smart batting from Pat Cummins. All he does well, no he doesn't. He stopped it and then he kicked it over. 17 required. Nate just survived. He's going to have to hurry. He does. This time they're going to take it. 14 needed. Lion pulls just for a single. 13 required. Oh, what a shot that is. Where has he pulled that one out of? Nathan Lyon. What a shot. Simple swing of the bat from that. And bang. Over mid on. A couple of bounces. Australia inch closer, seven to win. Seven, seven, seven. The magnificent seven. Once you're kind of in the moment and in control, you feel 
Oh, it's mine to win or lose. Takes the single, puts Cummins on strike for the last ball of the 90th over. Oh, once again, he takes it right off middle. Right off middle. Yep. He does take it on, it's just past Pope and he gets a single with Stokes coming in from square leg. Cummins on strike, four to win. Seinfeld, four. Gets the one, out to Brook. Keeps the strike, three to win. Three, that's a magic number. The magic number. Yeah. He's taken the edge. There'll be one. Cummins will come back for two. Oh, he's knocked it over the boundary edge. And Australia are home. Pat Cummins has led his team to a famous victory here at Edge Baston. 72 that he did when he came to the Greece. through the offside. Robinson to Cummins, steers it down. The third man, it's got plenty on it. Will it reach the rope? They'll get at least a couple. Dive in. It's full run. No! It's knocked over the boundary rope. Pat Cummins drops his battered helmet and wheels away in celebration. As he should. Australia, where they fell two runs short on this ground in 2005 due to a stunning unbeaten stand of 55 here this afternoon for the ninth wicket. Cummins and Lyon have led Australia to one of their greatest Ashes victories by two wickets. Cummins is back and plays it on the square towards third man. He's running out towards the boundary. Diamond, oh no. ladies, That's it. That's it. It's gone before. Australia have won an extraordinary victory. Cummins is doing a half lap of honour. He's going to come over and pick up Nathan Lyon. What about that? Unbelievable that Australia have won this game. They've lost so many tight games. You'll remember that one in 2005. But Pat Cummins has steered the ball down to third man. He's throwing off his gloves. He's pumping the air in gladiatorial fashion. What a victory from Australia here to win this pulsating, entertaining game of cricket by two wickets. Pat Cummins, the hero of the hour, as I said in his first test, he scored the winning runs and now he's scored them in an Ashes match for the ages. He can beat them forever and ever. Oh, we can be heroes just for one day. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. Yeah.